So welcome everyone. Um, really this idea for doing Nishmas, um, it's been on my mind for a while. And specific, specifically like this past Arab Shabbos, my husband was like, okay, I'm going to do more Shirim. And she gets chas for Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to do more, more, more. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I gave him like a list of like, okay, I could do Parsha. I could do Amin Tachon. I could do Nishmas. I could do Bigger Samas. I'm like, Nishmas. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm doing Nishmas. So we cooked me at a fire and here we are. Um, but really, there's like so much we could learn. And this is just one thing I thought would be a nice thing to do together. Um, on Simchat Torah, actually, I was like when as like the news was like starting to trickle in and like no one really knew what was going on, but we heard a little bit what was going on in our Israel. Um, I just decided like I'm gonna try to like stick to the hakafos and like just like we're doing some chasorah, some chasorah must go on. Um, so I was like opening up this little hakafos booklet that was given out, and I was just like like okay, let's see how long I could like stick to the hakafos and like really try to like just stay in the moment of some chasorah and not like think other thoughts. So I was looking through this booklet and like, hey, Hakafa Aleph, Hakafa Bees, Gimel, and like, I don't know where it was, but at some point in Hakafos, it said these words, and I was like, ooh, this is like really good to know. In Shmira Katorah. I was like, oh, there's no Shmira like the Torah. There's no protection like the Torah. I'm like, okay, we're going to learn more Torah. We're going to do more. Like, in Shmira Katorah. And this is actually the very first Simchastar I was so proud of myself. <clears throat> the first Simchastar that I actually did all the Hakafos. I followed along. Welcome. There's more chairs over there. Hi, guys. Um, I followed along to Olaf Kafos, and I was just so proud. And the one thing that really I'm taking out of it is Ein Shmira Katora. So the more learning we do, definitely the more davening we do, and the more learning should all be as for all the Jews in Eretz Israel who really do need it. Um, also, like, as far as like Nishmas goes, like I'm super into Nishmas. I, I try to say it every day. But even if... Like, someone's not saying it. Like, just davening is good. Shimon Esri is amazing. Like, Sim Shalom. Really good. Brachatav Kavanaen. Bilmal Shinen. That, like, all these people who are trying to hurt us should also, should not work out. Um, there's just, like, a lot of good things to say in regular davening. Like, Nishmas is just, like, bless you. Like, an extra added bonus. Um, also, Tehillim is amazing. Like, we said Tehillim last week. We should really keep saying as much Tehillim as possible. Um, so, I'm not saying, like, Nishmas is the answer. It's it's definitely a good thing to do. Uh, davening in general is very good. So I love Nishmas, and I'm so happy to learn it with you guys. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about, like, what is Nishmas, and why do we say it, and when do we say it, and, like, what should we be thinking when we say it? And I find myself also, like, very often just, like, saying words, and then, like, stopping myself, be like, one second, what did I just say? Like, what is this? Like, let me go back. English translation is great. Um, Rabbi Kamenetsky, I believe Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said that English is the language of Jews in America. So, like, there's nothing wrong with reading in English if it helps someone. Um, Hebrew is very powerful, but English is really our language. So, it's just good to know. Okay. So, what is Nishas all about? What's the background? And then we'll go into it a little bit. Okay. And also, like, what's the message we could take for today? So, Nishas is down in the sitter, right? You'll have in front of us a sitter if anyone needs a few more. Um, it said on Shabbos and Yontif, we say it every week in Shul. Um, if you're not in Shul, it's still good to say. And actually, um, it says that, I forgot where it says this, but like, if let's say someone's running late in Shul, like trying to catch up to everyone who's davening, and like, it's better not to skip Nishmas. Like, if you're skipping other things, okay, but like, don't skip Nishmas, because Nishmas is really important. So like, why is it so important? I don't know. Let's find out. And also, guys, really thank you, because this made me like, learn Nishmas more, so really thank you all for being here, and I, I learned, and I just, I'm very happy for this class, so thank you. Okay, so why is it so important? So we say on Shabbos and Yom Tif, 
It said right after which tefillah, whoever has opened to page 200. Uh, that's yeah. Very good. So it said right after. Welcome. It said right after Az Yashir. And it's also said another time during the year. I know I want to take a guess. No pressure. Yes. Very good. Said. Very good, Leah. Seder night. We say it both Seder nights. And we say it every day. Sorry, every Shabbos and Shul, every Yontif, and Seder night. So what is like a unifying theme in Nishmas? Like based on that, we say it's Seder night. And it's said right after Az Yashir. And we want to take a guess. No problem. You don't have to. You're not getting graded. <laughs> okay. So, I know. It really is. By the way, anyone wants coffee you see, please go in my kitchen and take Okay. So, the general theme is, really a big theme in it, is thank you, Hashem, for taking us out of Mitzrayim. So, it's like right after Az Yashir, because Az Yashir is thanking Hashem for splitting the sea for us. And Nishmas, after, is also saying thank you, Hashem, for taking us out of Mitzrayim, which is why we say it later night. Now, it's not just about Mitzrayim, it's Mitzrayim, because you'll see there's a lot more to it, and it's really such a beautiful, beautiful tila. So, why do we say it on Shabbos? Like, what does it have to do with Shabbos? Okay, so, Victor Miller says... So we know, like on Rosh Chodesh, which is like a couple of days ago, what did we say? Special for Rosh Chodesh, hopefully, you said. Hello, uh-huh. right? If you remember, sometimes I forget that's Rosh Chodesh, then I like go back and yeah, I remember this year. So it was just Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan, should be a great month for all of us and all Israel. So we say Halal, and Halal is thanking Hashem for giving us another month. So that's every Rosh Chodesh, you say thank you Hashem for giving us another month, and that's Halal. Or Victor Miller says something beautiful. He says that Nishmas is saying, thank you, Hashem, for giving us another week. So every week on Shabbos, we say Nishmas to say, thank you, Hashem, for this past week. It's like a tefillah for the future week. So that's Nishmas. why every Shabbos we say it religiously because we're thanking Hashem for the week. So another answer, which also I thought was very nice, and it was a story about it. Another, another answer is that we're saying, like, Hashem, thank you. Good morning, guys. There's more, I think there's more chairs. Is yes. that more chairs? Okay. Okay, good. And I can take from my kitchen. Yeah, you can sit in that one. It's like, yeah. Um, so, so one answer of why we say Nishas every Shabbos is because we're saying thank you, Hashem, for the week. Another answer is that we're thanking Hashem for Shabbos itself. And we're saying, like, Hashem, like, thank you. We appreciate it. So it happens to be it's a Wednesday. Not to scare anyone, but it's already Erev Shabbos because Erev Shabbos starts... Wednesday, like Tuesday, you know, we, we get Kabbalah until Tuesday, people say, like, if you forget Kabbalah, oh, it's not Tuesday yet, like, I'm okay, um, which actually ends up being complicated because of eating, like, you really can't eat till you hear Kabbalah, whatever, um, but people, like, always say, like, oh, I can still go until Tuesday with Kabbalah, because Tuesday night already is Arab Shabbos, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is really technically Arab Shabbos. So right now we're holding an Arab Shabbos. So I'm like, oh, Wednesday such a nice day to talk about Nishmas. Don't worry. <laughs> if you do not yet, think about your menu. You have plenty of time. I'm not trying to stress anyone out at all. Um, I don't know what I'm making yet either. It is Hashem Noah. Maybe something with animals. <laughs> um, my sister's like, oh, are you making marble cake? I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not. No one really eats it. Um, but it is a very cute idea. Um, yeah, I can really go on tangents over here. Yeah, what does it call? Right, what do you do? Right, rainbow challah. It's rainbow challah week. Rainbow challah. Add food cover to the dough. Yeah, yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. Everyone makes it. Have me in mind, but I don't think I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah, anyway, right. So it's Arab Shabbos. Back to that, right? That's how I got to Noah. Okay. So it's Arab Shabbos. So being that it's Arab Shabbos, 
what was that about? All right, thank Hashem. <laughs> Thanks. So we're thanking Hashem for the gift of Shabbos itself. So Neshmas is not only thanking Hashem for the week before, but it's also saying, Hashem, thank you for Shabbos. Like when you give someone a gift, really you're supposed to tell them that you give them a gift. Um, so just like as a total, I can really go on so many tangents. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, small little thing. So I remember one time hearing that if let's say you, um, if like someone has a play date and they give like the child, like their friend's, daughter or son like a sandwich you should leave a little bit of like cream cheese on their face but that way when they go home the mother sees it and they're like oh you have you had a sandwich like yeah like they gave me a sandwich it was so yummy and then like they say oh thank you so much for feeding my child while they're at the play date like if someone gives you a gift you're supposed to tell them like i gave your i gave you a gift so that they should appreciate it. it's all about appreciation and there should be like shalom and appreciation between jews so if someone gives you a gift you should tell they should tell you so that you know as opposed to like i had no idea like that um, but very often when we have play dates, we want to like send the kids back like clean and intact, and like we're not so thinking. Sorry. I know I'm like we don't want something back like a sloppy mess. Like with, right, we're like no, no, clean you up. Oh, okay, good, you can go home now. Um, but really, you are this this person was telling me this is like no, it's about like just that the mother should appreciate that you fed her child. So when Hashem gave us a gift, He told us He said Matana told about that I have this gift in my treasure house, and Shabbos is its name. So he told us that it's a gift. So we're just saying, Hashem, we appreciate the gift that you gave us of Shabbos. And that's why we say Neshmas. So a cute story that I heard of like Tzadikim. This is not like, I don't recommend this. Don't try this at home. But this story I heard of Rabbi Shmanko of Nicholsburg. That he was a Tzadik and he loved giving tzedakah. And he would always try to give as much tzedakah as possible. Whenever anyone came to his door, he was always giving them tzedakah. So it happened one day that someone came, an Ani came to his door. And he had no had nothing. Like, they had nothing in the house. They were, like, living in times of real poverty, and, like, they had nothing to give. And all of a sudden, he remembered that his wife had, like, one valuable item, which was her ring. And, okay, this is, like, a story of Tzadikim. This is not meant for us. But it's just something to learn from. So, his wife has a ring, and he, like, decided, like, let me just go check under her pillow and see if the ring is there. And he found the ring, and, like, he gave it to this honey, and he was overjoyed and so happy to be able to give away something to a poor person. And fine. And then later, like a, like a few minutes later, his wife is coming home and she sees this like happy-go-lucky poor man leaving her house and she realized like we had nothing to give him. What did my husband give him? Oh no. And she goes inside and checks onto her pillow and sure enough, the ring isn't there. So she tells her husband like, hello, this ring was worth 300 rubles. He's infiltrated in for a sandwich. Like really, okay. She wasn't upset, fine. <laughs> um, but he's gonna go like trade it in for anything. Like he doesn't realize what it is. So he starts running after this man to be like, wait, wait, I want to tell you something, wait, wait. And the man is thinking, oh my gosh, she realized he gave me like this really expensive ring. He's going to want it back. So he like starts running also. And then like, it's like a whole race. And finally, Rabbi Nicholsburg just like says to him, like, the, we- the ring is worth 300 rubles. Don't settle for anything less. And like, that was it. There's an innocent story. He walked away with the ring. But at least now he knew like to trade it in for something of value. Don't just trade it in for something like cheap. So why did I like this story? Not because we should be trading in our jewelry, but like to realize the value behind things and the value of Shabbos. So Hashem is saying, I have this amazing gift called Shabbos. It's valuable. It's much more valuable than just like a yummy sourdough or like a Shabbos snack. Like Shabbos is really very valuable. And that's why we're saying Nishmas on Shabbos to remind us of the value of Shabbos. So that's just the why we say it on Shabbos part. Um, why in general is Nishmas a good thing to say? So I don't remember like... I remember in seminary going to the coastal like late at night. I guess I don't know. Maybe I didn't have curfew. I don't remember. Like <laughs> different times. 
um, lead a night and like midnight they would like clap on the bima and they start saying nishmas. Anyone? And I remember this. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> and like starts like nice memories. But like looking back, like I feel like my curfew was at midnight. So maybe maybe it was after seminary. It must have been after seminary because like I was a very good girl. Like I would not have been out past midnight if that was my curfew. Okay, so later on in, in my life. Um, anyway, so by the coast, I'll like around midnight, like chatzos. They'll do like a clap. And all of a sudden, they'll be like, Nishmas Kochan. And everyone's like rattling it off. And like this beautiful tefillah on midnight. And it's a big segula to say in general of like if anyone's in a difficult situation. There's a segula to say, like, I'm going to say Nishmas when my difficult situation is cleared up. Like, Hashem, please get me out of this and this and this. And then I'm going to say Nishmas in front of a minion. And it's, I, I'm going to do it. Um, also, Representative Kanievsky, she would say it every night. Someone asked her, like, I think maybe asked her daughter, um, like, why did Representative Kanievsky say it every night? Like, even if there was no challenge of the day, she would still say it every single night. So, um, Representative Kaladetsky, am I saying it right? I think so, her daughter. So she said that Representative Kanievsky, like, was always focusing on, like, all the chesed of Hashem every moment. Even if there's no, like, major challenge of the day, she would always try to say nishmas. Like, when a child crosses the street safely, when a bill is paid, when, like, any little thing happens, it's just, like, all these little chasadim from Hashem, like, things just went well, like, we didn't even realize. Um, I'm just thinking, like, like when, you know, like, when carpals are done, when everyone's asleep in their bed, like, it's just, like, wow, Baruch Hashem, like, the day is over, it'll be a new day tomorrow with Hashem, and, like, all these little things, she's, like, noticing these little moments of, like, things just went well, like, we found a parking spot, we didn't get into any traffic accidents. We just, like, things just, like, flowed. And, like, we don't necessarily find these, like, catastrophic events in our day. Like, okay, Baruch Hashem. Like, this is not a catastrophic day. So, say Nishmas. That was why she always said Nishmas. Um, and, like, when we don't take things for granted, then, like, everything is a miracle. Like, every little thing in our life really is miraculous when we're not, when we don't take it for granted. So, that's why she would say Nishmas. Okay, so now we're going to start looking at the words. Page 200. Um, everyone, anyone who needs, I took a different sitter actually. So it's right after Az Yashir, page 200, for Shabbos and Yantif. And I happen to really just love it. It's such a nice tool. Okay. Shacharis, Yantif, Sorry, I took a different sitter. This is everyone gonna have. Now, um, do you want this one? I'll share with her. Maybe. Yeah, let's share. Okay, fine. No, it's here. What? Oh, I know. No, I know. But once. Okay. Okay. Yeah, technically. I mean, like, there's a very big. A lot of people are like, oh, say for 40 days in a row. 40 days in general is like a nice number. I mean, technically, you could. I'll find out. Um, really. You know what? Maybe I should set my yeah. Yeah, let's keep it to one. Yeah, I feel like one. Let's keep it to one. Yeah, let's keep it to one. Maybe. Um, I'll ask my husband. It's a good question. I don't know. But isn't the thing for saying forty days? Yeah, there are a lot of people who are like, I'm gonna do it for forty days as like a plus for someone. That's a lot of things are forty days. I feel like forty days is like a number of like forty is like a real number of like accomplishment. Yeah, you could you could just say it without like any intention of like forty days. You know. Okay, so let us begin. Oh, actually, there's one story I wanted to say also about Nishmas Kolchai. Okay, so Nish, let's we'll start. Nishmas Kolchai. So the Nishama of every living thing. Well, bless the name of Hashem, our God. 
So back to the ordination mass for a second. I just ran this story by my husband this morning because I wasn't sure if this was like real. <laughs> I, I knew the story. I heard the story, but I didn't know a source. Um, he said just to say it's brought down this feminine. <laughs> but no, no, but he said actually, no, it sounds, it sounds like legit. Okay, so I'll tell you the story about Nishmas. So, like, what is like the Nishama that's a praise Hashem? Like, what's the Nishama that we're talking about? And I was like, oh, everyone has a Jew, Jew has a Nishama, part of Hashem. Like, what is this Nishama? Okay. So, there's a story of a prince who marries a princess. And this prince is from a faraway land. He marries the king's daughter, the princess, and he takes the princess back to his foreign land. And they're living far away from the king and even though like the princess heard these like glowing things about the prince turns out the prince was not very nice at all and he was like not respectful to the princess treated her poorly i'm sure like in those days i hope the story didn't actually happen but if it did like i'm sure there were many psychological terms you could call this prince but either way he was not very nice to the princess at all and she was really like not happy she was pretty miserable and eventually, one day, her father, the king, goes to this faraway land to visit his daughter and see how was she doing. And the king comes, and he's, like, actually really impressed. Like, wow, the prince is, like, treating her so nicely. And he's just, like, so happy for his daughter. Like, wow, he seems to be a really great husband. Really, he's just putting on a show. So as a few days go by, it's time for the husband, for, sorry, sorry, for the time for the king to go back and the princess goes to her father and says, like, Daddy, no, you don't understand. He's really not good at all. He's really very mean. And he's really, like, he's not this nice prince that you think he is. Like, could you stay a little bit longer? Because when you're here, he's so nice. Okay. So he, the king ends up saying, like, I can't. I can't stay. I have to go back. But why don't you come back with me? And I'll have, like, a little house for you. And then you'll just come to me. And, like, he'll, he'll realize, like, I'm so nearby. He'll treat you better. That's the story that I heard. And the nimshal of this story, and we all feel bad for this princess, right? So the nimshal of the story is that Hashem gives us a neshama, a princess, and sends it down to this world and puts it in a body. And sometimes, like, our bodies mistreat this princess. Um, specifically, I'll just give you, like, why, why I heard this, this story now. Like, recently I was listening to someone's, like, little class. Um, and she's saying, like, Rosh Hashanah time, Elul, we just have Elul, and... Like, the whole month of Elo, like, our body, our guff, is on the best behavior. Like, we're doing so many mitzvot, we're not taking Lashon Hara, we're really trying to, like, do as much as we can. And, like, the whole month of Elo, we're just, like, like to show Hashem, like, look, we're really, we're taking good care of our neshama, we really are. And then after Elo, Rosh Hashanah, like, we're amazing. And then, like, 10 days of Tshuva, and then Yom Kippur. And by Yom Kippur and Eila, the neshama is saying to Hashem, like, no, don't go. Like, the body treated me so good this whole month and a half. Like, the whole Elul, the whole Tishrei until now, like, like, he's been treating me so well. I'm so happy. Please don't go. So then Hashem says, I'm sorry. I have to go. But why don't you come with me? Come outside and we'll go in a sukkah and you'll stay right near me and we'll be together. And hopefully the body will continue to take good care of you. So I heard this because it was like a sukkah message of like, what is sukkah? But I'm just thinking, like, to carry it into the year, that, like, okay, our sukkahs by now are probably packed away. Um, but we still have to, like, retain good care of our neshama, even though sukkahs is behind us and tishrei is behind us. We're still taking very good care of this princess, our neshama. So that's, like, nishmas kolchai. Every one of us has a neshama, a special, special piece of Hashem, and we have to take care of it as much as we possibly can. Um, and, like, and our guf is really like a case for that neshama. Um, there's like a line that I like that I am a soul, I have a body. Or like I have a body, I am a soul. 
Like, really, like, we all are just, like, walking souls. We're encased in a body. Like, the body is a case for Anishama. So, yes, we have to take care of our body 100%, but we really have to make sure we're taking care, good care of our Anishama. Okay, so that's the story about Nishmas, about Anishama. What is it? Um, okay, so let's continue on. So, every Nishama, Joel, bless Hashem. The Ruach Kol Basar, and the spirit of every living person. Um, ruach is like Ruach Mamala, that we of all the creations of Hashem, we are able to speak. Like animals can't talk, but we can talk. Not that we're animals, but we have an extra level that we could talk and praise Hashem. Tefar Usaromim, um, well, Gorvai Usaromim, and well, exalt. Zechacha Malkinu Tamid. But remembrance of Hashem, our King, always. Okay. So, Min Ha'olam. So from this world until the next world, you are Hashem. And aside from you, there's no other king, go out who redeems us and who saves us. Okay, so let's just talk about this line now. So from this world to the next world, you are Hashem. Let's see how we're doing with time. Okay. So from this world to the next world, there Hashem. So there's a story of Rav Yosef Yitzchak Shnersen. We actually, when we went to the OL, he's buried right next to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He's the Lubavitcher Rebbe's father-in-law. And he was in Russia trying to spread Torah and also at the same time, like, hide and get away from the KGB communists who were trying to snuff out Torah. And one time, he was caught and this officer had a gun and was telling him, like, this gun is my toy, and this toy is going to make you talk. So talk, and tell us, like, where are all your teachers? Where are they all hiding? What do you know? Like, talk. And Rabbi Schneerson said that your toy can only frighten someone who has one world, but many gods. But I have one god, but many worlds. Like, I have only one Hashem, and I have this world and the next world, only people who have one world, like if this is it, then yeah, they're going to start talking because like they're scared. But I said like, I'm not scared because I have one Hashem and I have the next world to go to. Like after this, there's something else. It's not just this. And in the end, this officer like left him alone and he was like so shaken by what he said. He just like totally let him go. So mina olam and olam, like we all believe that it's not just this world. There's the world to come. And this world that we're in now is the... Like the hallway, it says, like to the world to come. Um, so we know that it's not, this is like not the end. Okay, let's continue. Um, so Hashem liberates us, He frees people, and He saves people, and He gives Parnasa to all of us, and He answers, and He's compassionate, at all times. Tzara v'tzuka, like in times of Tzara and Tzuka. So what is Tzara and Tzuka? Um, Tzara, like we're familiar with, like whenever there's like Chas Shalom, crazy things going on, we're always like, oh, it's a Tzara, we have to daven. Um, Tzara specifically, I'm going to skip to my notes over here. Okay, so Tzara specifically <clears throat> means like a tight spot. Like when you're in pressure and stress, um, usually from an outside force, like if someone has like financial stress or like 
Hashan Obor. I recently was listening to something about like Emunah Bitachon because I just felt like everyone has to work on Emunah Bitachon now, like especially everyone, me. Um, so I was listening, and this is like, I don't know, from a few months ago, and the person was saying, like, Baruch Hashem, everything is very good in our lives. Like, really, everything is very good, and there's no wars happening right now. I'm like, okay. This <laughs> is <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> it's a war happening right now, and still, like, we all have to work on Emunah Bitachon. Um, yeah, so, Isara. Um, yeah, so like an outside force. That's Sarah. And then Tsuka, Hashem also saves us from Tsuka. So what is Tsuka? Um, so the Mabam says it's like an inner anguish, an inner pain, like worry or anxiety. That's Tsuka. So Sarah is like an outside force and Tsuka is an inside force. So Hashem saves us from both. Hashem takes us out of situations that are stressful on the outside. Could be like with family or just with Anything on the outside, and also inside things of anxiety, Hashem protects us from. So, yeah, so like any stress that we're under, Hashem is protecting us. And I wanted to, to end with one story, and then like if anyone wants to like share. Um, okay, the story is from Rabbi Elimelech Biederman. One second, I think I had something else to say, and I told you. Okay. Oh, also, one second. I'm gonna tell you the story, but I want to say one other thing: that the Ona, that Hashem answers in Marachim, also was very nice. That Hashem hears us, and even if like we don't even ask, like Hashem knows our thoughts, we should ask. Like when we daven, we should like verbally say the words. But Hashem knows even what we're thinking, and He answers us. Okay. So back to Bechol Eitzaratzuka Inlan Umelach Ozer Besomich Ala Asa that we have no other king to rely on except for You. Uh, so it was like a, a good thing to start with for today. Um, so I wanted to summarize and end with a story. Okay, so we started off by saying that Nishmas is a good svila. It's a segula. We say it on Shabbos. We say it on Yantif. And we say it also, well, I'll say there, that it's about, it's a little bit about like thinking Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim, which is why it's after Anzashir. But it's also just about thinking Hashem for the week, which is why we say every Shabbos. And it's also... Um, reminding us about our neshama, how it's like this holy, special princess, and that we should take care of it. We also said that um, we're appreciating Shabbos when we say it. It's not only thank Hashem for the before, but we're saying thank you Hashem for Shabbos. The Shabbos is so precious and so amazing, and we appreciate it. Um, we said it's like a segula for different situations, and our Yepsi would say it. And we also said that the neshama is this like, holy piece of Hashem, and we have to take care of it. Not only Rosh Hashanah and Kippur time, but even like throughout the year, we have to just always try to take care of our neshama. And we are a body. Sorry, we are a soul. We have a body. We are a soul. We have a body. Okay. So about how Hashem answers us in all situations. So I wanted to end with this story. And here we go. Okay. So the story is from Yvonne Peterman. And my this story is more of like a mashal, honestly. Um, so here's the mashal. So do you remember, like, I feel like nowadays, I feel like, what are keys? Like, our cars don't have keys and our doors don't have keys. But, you know, like a key. <laughs> okay, we still know. Um, so I remember doors, like, sometimes they'd have a key and, like, it would be a keyhole. And, like, you put the key into the door. Not like the, not like a front door, but, like, you know, like in a room. It was metal. Like, yes. 
Thank you. Like a, me- like a keyhole, and then the key went into the hole, and like it turned. And, like sometimes, if you want to like see what's going on in the other room, you could like bend down and like put your head in, like, like sort of like see what's going on in the room. You know, yeah, not that I ever would do that. Wow. That thing with tenants open up the Right. Those like those old-fashioned keys, like you open the door. Right. Sometimes you leave it in the door. Right. So he's talking about I feel like a key that's not in the door, but like that type of door that like with the hole. So he was saying. That imagine someone's like knocking on the door, like trying to get into the room, like banging and banging and banging, like let me in, and like no one's answering the door. But like he knows someone's in there, but like no one's answering the door, and like he's looking, looking through the keyhole, and all of a sudden the keyhole is dark. Like you don't see anything. Like you don't see their room anymore. So what does that mean? Right, that someone's there. Someone's like standing right there blocking the keyhole so you can't see anymore. So he said that when sometimes, like when it's all of a sudden dark in our life, it means that. Hashem is standing right there by the keyhole. That like that's why things are dark. It's because Hashem is right there. He's blocking it, but he's right right there. It's not like Hashem is like who left me and I'm abandoned and like Hashem, where are you? It's like no, Hashem is right by that keyhole, but that's why you don't see. That's why things are like dim in our life. So we have to realize that even if Hashem we experience darkness or anything dim like that, Hashem is right there. Hashem loves us, Hashem is taking care of us. And we just trust in ourselves as much as Hashem does and continue to take good care of our neshamas. And really the best way is by learning because we have to feed our bodies food, but like you can't feed that to a neshama. Like how do we feed our neshama? With learning, with words of Torah, with davening. Like that's really what our neshama wants. So thank you all for coming and thank you for helping me to learn more. And you should all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. And anyone who wants to share anything?